0: Music Hey formation Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week, we want to discuss why we're an independent church. Now, when we say we're independent, what that means is that we are not formally aligned with any one denomination or network, which hasn't always been the case for us. We've been serving together since, I mean, we've been friends forever, Mm -hmm. uh, but we've been serving in the local church formally since 2008 yep. is when we started to mm-hmm. work toward planting redemption in Chicago. And when we planted redemption, we were a part of both a network and we were a part of a denomination simultaneously. So we have not always been a part of an independent church. Yep. Um, and so let's we're going to talk a little bit about why that is.
1: Well, even as we started Ridgeline, yep. we were a part of a network.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. So this is uh, the shift that we've made for the season that we're in. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about why. But I think to start, it's probably worth, you brought this up a few minutes ago, worth uh, defining for people maybe the difference between a network and the denomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, That can be a little complicated to answer because... I would say that some denominations do function as a network, Mm -hmm. uh, which is is just a little confusing. But I think broadly speaking, the difference would be denominations tend to form up around a set of theological beliefs. So if you are Lutheran, it's because you hold to Lutheran theology and practice. Mm -hmm. If you're Presbyterian, it's because you hold the Presbyterian theology and practice. Mm -hmm. So it's largely going to center around theology and practice. Networks tend to form up around a shared mission. Mm -hmm. So like what we have a lot of these days is church planting networks. Sure. And that doesn't mean they don't share any theological conviction, but their primary purpose is not usually about that. It's primarily about planting churches, that shared mission. Totally. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I think one like rule of thumb is if it's got like a name that is often in the church name, Presbyterian, Lutheran, some of these old names, it's a denomination. And if it's trendy, like Stadia or uh, (laughs) Acts 29 or some of those, it's a network. Which isn't
0: a chapter in the Bible, but we won't get into that. Oh, I've had
1: people at our church ask me
0: about that. Yeah. (laughs) So let's let's frame our answer to why we've made the decision to remain independent by discussing what it doesn't mean and then also what it does mean. Correct. what it doesn't mean is like we're we're clearly because we've been a part of them in the past we're not anti network or denomination there was a time for us like when we planted redemption for instance it was and I'll just speak for myself it was very important for me to have a network of people around me it was my first time being a lead pastor we had never planted a church before, and so there was a time there where the uh, the support and the coaching was extremely helpful. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean by any means that we are anti-network or denomination, and as you said, we started Ridgeline as a part of a network. Absolutely, yep. So secondly, we're also not anti-outside influence. You know, I think a lot of the time what people think about independent churches is like, well, you just don't want anyone speaking into what you do, and that's ludicrous. I mean... Everything that we do, by and large, has in some way been informed by some outside influence, like books that we've read, experiences that we've had, uh, people we've interacted with, conferences that we've been to. Ours is just not formed through like one voice. Right. And, And some churches are really formed by like one person or one network or denomination's voice, and ours is just more diverse than that. And then uh, lastly is we're not it doesn't mean that we're anti theological tradition so just because we're not in a you know like a traditional denomination like Presbyterian or Methodist it doesn't mean that we don't hold to what would be considered historic theology so if you visit the what we believe page on our website mm-hmm. you're going to find that we very much find ourselves within like what would be a normal Christian stream of theology yeah but let's talk about what it does mean. And I'll let you speak to this first one. But what it does mean is we want to be responsible for our own reputation. So maybe just for people that are unaware of our story Mm -hmm. and, and our experience, tell them a little bit about some of the experience that we have had within networks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't expect that many of the people listening pay attention to the like church world news. yeah. Um, But if you did, uh, there's a handful of blogs and and things like that. And some of it has made it to national news. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, um, especially in this era when so much is so public and so much has the ability to be so well known, um, I don't know if there are more pastors that are like Dealing with and being disqualified from ministry than before, or we just know about them differently. Yeah. Uh, regardless, um, we were a part of two separate networks where uh, the leader of the network had some sort of. Um, failure that disqualified them for their ministry, and as a result, they lost their job. Uh, because these people who lead these large networks are well known, uh, whether it be uh, you know making the the news in the towns that they're from or making national news, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, it just has reflected poorly on us. And people come pretty frustrated or have a lot of questions about what or why or things like that. And the reality is, in many of, or in both of those cases. I personally, I barely even knew the person mm-hmm. like, uh, one of them wouldn't have been able to pick me out of a lineup of two. Yeah. Um, and so like, I have no influence or no ability to, like, speak into or understand, like, what happened in their life that led to those things. Um, And so I think we, and just talking about it and being in those situations, um, even as we were viewing our partnership with Ridgeline, we just, I remember, I feel like we kind of both said out loud at the same time, we have to be responsible for what we do. Yeah. And we're human, and we might make mistakes, and who knows, and I don't want to be above anything, but I also... Like I find that managing my own stuff keeps me real busy. I don't have time to worry about like a celebrity right. pastor and what they've got going on.
0: Yeah, if anyone's going to disqualify my ministry, it needs to be me. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> I need
0: to not be disqualified and, because of somebody else's
1: sin and stupidity. And we get a lot of questions and have a lot of meetings. And I'm not going to meet with someone about someone else's stuff no. either. So. No. No. Yeah, just not not really our thing.
0: And truthfully, I would say of. Of these three reasons that, of like what it does mean, that's probably the most significant one. Yeah. We have experienced that consistently enough. And it continues. Like, I still have friends in the networks that we have Mm -hmm. been a part of in the past. And every time there's an issue, like mm-hmm. they have to have meetings about it. Oh, and I would sure. rather only have to have meetings about the decisions that we make and sure. the things that are actually going on in our local church. Totally. Um, another thing that it does mean is that we really do believe in localized leadership. Yep. Meaning, you know, in some of these more hierarchical denominations, they they have, they have can make unilateral decisions, for instance, about things like staffing. Mm-hmm. So if we were Methodist, the, you know, the, the Methodist denomination could call and say, Hey, Ryan, we need you to relocate to Florida mm-hmm. that I'm not going to Florida. That'd be the end of my my oh, life and ministry. I can't, mm-hmm. couldn't live there. No. Um, but we really do believe that the pattern that we see in the new Testament is one of localized leadership that you have actual like people who are invested in that community providing oversight and care and leadership in that place. Now, the one exception to this would be that we have our legal board um, is comprised of myself and you as our executive pastor, and then also Pastor Ashley Hur, who is the lead pastor at Redemption Bible Church, the first mm-hmm. church that we planted. The difference would be is even though he is a part of our, our board, he couldn't just call and be like, hey, Tyler, you don't work at at formation anymore, you're right. you're going elsewhere. He can't make decisions unilaterally about anything that we do. We we uh, rely on him for mm-hmm. counsel. We include him. He's coming. He's taught here. He's been a great blessing to our church, and so has redemption. Yeah. But the difference is, he does serve in that external way more in terms of like counsel than in uh, a way of like having authority over the day to day of our church.
1: Sure. And any of uh, the massive decisions that we have made change of location, service time, hiring you, all of those types of things. um, Those are decisions that he weighs in on as part of the board. Uh, I mean... As a church, we're structured like any other nonprofit, so we have nonprofit rules that we follow. Being uh, here in Utah, and so any nonprofit has to be governed by like an odd number, mm-hmm. um, so that like a vote can't hang. Yeah, and so we're in that situation with that as well. So if there's something that we do need to like come to terms on or consensus on, like his vote counts. Yep, and like we've always said, if it's about an individual, obviously they don't have speaking into the conversation. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I think that that's really helpful as well. Yep.
0: That's good. And then the last thing that it means is that we really want to have diverse friendship without formalized membership. And even when, when I, uh, communicated to the network that we planted Ridgeline with, that we were going to step out, that mm-hmm. was the primary reason that I gave mm-hmm. is we have been a part of so many different networks mm-hmm. and, and that we have a very diverse set of relationships, even with my XP. I mean, you're working across multiple networks oh, yeah. and multiple denominations. And it is important like, we, we really do believe in the importance of theological diversity,
1: Yeah, absolutely. which means
0: we want to be able to be in friendship and relationship with people all across the spectrum. Cause we believe that we can learn from everyone, but we uh, don't want to have, again, the formalized membership piece for all of the things that we've, that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. So in essence, that's why we are an independent church. Hopefully that uh, answers that question. That's helpful to you. Thank you again for listening to this uh, edition of the weekly. If there's something that we do that you'd like to better understand the why behind, then send us a question at info at formationslc.com. And until next week, we love you. We're praying for you and we'll see you this Sunday.